you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. And unfortunately, my confidence in the Tigers this week was misplaced. And unfortunately, we have a pretty good uh, Missouri blowout to talk about, quite honestly, in this game, including, well, Connor Bazelak. He wasn't very good in this football game, folks. You know I'm a fan, but this was frankly the worst game of his young career, in my opinion. So we're going to have to have an assessment of that, plus two enormous mistakes by the Tigers that frankly may have been the difference in the football game, as crazy as that sounds. But you know what? I want to start off on a positive note, and that's with Sean Robinson. Now, basically all you needed to know about the state of the Missouri defense was in that second half, Sean Robinson, the third-string quarterback, the former starting quarterback, in fact, for this football team, was playing a hybrid linebacker safety-type role, and Chris Abrams-Drain, a wide receiver, was actually playing boundary cornerback. So yes, two offensive players forced in to playing defense for the Tigers, and yet, you know who looked pretty good doing it? Sean Robinson. At one point, he dropped into coverage, made a good read, almost intercepted the pass, and I was going, oh man, that would have been really nice to see him get that, because you know what? You know how easy it would have been for Sean Robinson after being passed on the depth chart by not only Connor Basilak, but seemingly Brady Cook as well? Well, most guys would have probably entered the old transfer portal once again, right? Opted out of the rest of the season, especially when this is indeed a free season in terms of eligibility. But instead, Sean Robinson out there playing defense for the first time since he was an eighth grader. But again, that one play, I thought he looked pretty good in coverage. Then later on, he actually got a tackle for loss at one point. And then, of course, an absolutely incredible play by Robinson as he reads the wide receiver screen very well, by the way, absolutely reads it like he's been a veteran defensive player forever, blows the play up, knocks the football in the air, and to put the cherry on top of the Sunday, intercepts it with that right hand of his, just hauling it into his body, getting a takeaway for Missouri. Unbelievable. I did not think I was going to see Sean Robinson wearing the turnover robe at any point this season, but here we are. That was an incredible play, and I was really happy for him. After the game, Robinson and Drinkwitz said that his move to defense is permanent, and he said that he knew his future, frankly, at Mizzou was no longer at quarterback, but he simply didn't want to transfer again. He said he loves his teammates, loves the team, loves the coaching staff, and just Mizzou in general. So good for you, Sean. If you're happy here, well, we're happy to have you. And frankly, this wasn't just a necessarily just a one-off happy moment. He actually looked pretty good yesterday he showed some ability there so who knows with a whole offseason as a defensive player maybe we've got something here and according to at least one person I saw on Twitter at MU 4124 Mr. Tom Orff he said 
and this sounds pretty accurate to me based on what I know of Mizzou history, Sean Robinson, the first Mizzou player with a touchdown pass and an interception as a defensive player, of course, in the same season since Johnny Rowland in 1965. And by the way, while we're at it, speaking of multi-talented football players, well, the Eli Drinkwitz recruiting train keeps rolling down the tracks with another win for him. Jamarian Wayne, an athlete from Parkway West in Baldwin, Missouri, multi-talented player, again, played, played a little bit of quarterback, some running back, some receiver, some defensive back. Sounds like Missouri sees him as a wide receiver, though, and Tigers beat out the likes of Kentucky, Arkansas, and Nebraska for this young man. So another win in the 2022 recruiting class for the Tigers. So that feels like it's about it in terms of positive things that happened for Missouri on Saturday, though, frankly, that was one of three takeaways by the Tigers, and obviously that's a pretty good number, more than that defense is accustomed to getting, and also Larry Roundtree rushed for over 120 yards. Certainly the game started great. Missouri with an impressive touchdown drive, up 7 nothing. They force a punt, but then from there it just seemed like everything basically went wrong for the Tigers. Cade Musser, who had been obviously a very sure-handed player up until this moment, muffs the punt, immediately recovered by the Bulldogs for a touchdown. Now it's a tie ball game. You know, it just seemed like at that moment, Mississippi State was almost ready to roll over. It really did. But obviously, that muff and subsequent recovery for a touchdown gave them new life. Then on the next series, boy, can we talk about the clap, by the way. And no kids, this is not a sexual education lecture. This is about how Missouri starts its snaps with the clap. And you know what? Missouri, far from the only team that uses the clap. In fact, well, that's one thing that Derek Dooley and Eli Drinkwitz have in common is they both like to use the clap to start the play. But here's the problem, and we've seen this now. This is the second time this has happened in Missouri. If an opponent decides, hey, maybe we'll try to clap as well, well, sometimes the officials are fooled by this. How they don't notice somebody on defense clapping, aren't there nine officials out there? Am I wrong? Or is it seven? Whatever the number is, you would think somebody would notice that. But when apparently an opponent does it against Missouri, it's never noticed. But of course, on this particular faked clap by number two on the Mississippi State defense, the ball goes over Connor Bazelak's head. We lose 16 yards. That is effectively a drive-killing play. And, well, subsequently, Mississippi State scores a touchdown on kind of a pick play, but, eh, legal. It's either a rub or a pick. If it's legal, it's a rub. If it's illegal, it's a pick, depending on which side of the football fandom you are on, I'm sure. But as silly as this might sound, I really believe that if Cade Musser holds on to the football there, I just think Missouri has a decent chance to win that game because despite all of the defensive depth issues that would befall Mizzou as that game went along, well, it just felt like the effort from Mississippi State would have been really lacking if that moment hadn't happened. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but that's really how I genuinely feel about it. But regardless, the reality is that did not happen. The defense was basically shredded. Connor Bazelak was not good. The whole offense struggled 
for the most part. But you know what? We're going to get all get to all of that. But first, a word from my friends at Coors Light, because sometimes when you're on in this go, 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 nonstop, hustle all the time world, well, sometimes you just have to take a moment to chill. And there's no better way to do it than with the beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. Frankly, I needed to crack one after that disappointing Tiger loss yesterday and just chill while watching the SEC championship game. So just know that Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And a big welcome to our new sponsor, betonline.ag. And we are ready for some football here on the Locked On Podcasting Network. And as college football heads into bowl season, there are some huge matchups coming up. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by three in New Orleans today, and, well, about 65% of the money is on the Chiefs. So what are you going to do? Are you going to join the public, or are you going to fade them? Either way, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And, of course, betting on college football or the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And after giving up 51 points this week, 49 points the previous week against Georgia, and then 48 in a victory over Arkansas, well, there's going to be a lot of fans who I'm quite certain are going to be upset with Ryan Walters right now. But quite honestly, I think all of you need to take a slight step back for a second and realize that, yes, context is king. Because here's the deal. Again, when you're playing Sean Robinson, a quarterback on defense, and Chris Abrams-Drain, a wide receiver, as a corner, well, that shows you you've got some problems. That shows you've got serious, serious depth problems because of opt-outs, injuries, and what have you. And frankly, obviously Missouri's defensive backfield depth was rather challenged even before Jalen Carlisle was thrown out of the game. But when he was thrown out, now you're down to two scholarship corners at this point. And quite honestly, let's talk about that targeting violation for a second. If that's targeting, then I don't know how you play defense anymore. I really don't. Because to me, it looked like Jalen put his head down. And yeah, he put his head down. He didn't lead with the crown of his helmet to kind of attack the guy. It was basically a form tackle. He lowered his head to wrap the guy up and tackle him is what happened. And it just so happened that their helmets collided. 
to me, that's not what targeting is. Just because your helmet happens to hit another guy's helmet, that's not the point of targeting. That's why you wear a helmet, right? Because occasionally you're going to bump heads. Carlisle, to me, was not using himself as a weapon whatsoever. And if you're going to throw guys out of the game for that, it's one thing if that's maybe a penalty, but the ejection there, like, come on. There's got to be degrees of targeting at the very least. I understand that you want to take those, you want to take as much head contact out of the game as possible, but at a certain point, it's inevitable. But regardless, back to my original point, which is what is Ryan Walter supposed to do? Because if you really watch that game closely, he made plenty of adjustments. For the most part, Missouri loves to play tight man-to-man defense with single high safety on the backside of it. Well, you saw Missouri change up to have two safeties deep. And in fact, for most of the second half, they only rushed three. They were dropping eight guys into coverage because, well, frankly, what were they supposed to do? Were they supposed to put Sean Robinson and Chris Abrams drain one-on-one on an island against receivers? Well, no, you can't ask those guys to do that. That's not fair. It's not, frankly, going to work. So what do you do? You say, well, I guess we'll just get maybe our three pass rushers down there and just hope for luck. Hey, Markel Utzi and Trajan Jeffcoat and Isaiah McGuire, good luck. Good luck going three on five because we can't help you guys any more than that. We have to commit eight guys in order to have any type of prayer in coverage. Because honestly, what were you going to do? You're going to bring five or six guys in pressure and again, just leave totally inexperienced players one-on-one in coverage, that wasn't going to work either. So it was a pick-your-poison type deal. And at one point, they even took out – Missouri usually plays three safeties. Well, they took out a safety and put in another corner. It just didn't matter. We just didn't have the horses yesterday. No matter what Ryan Walters was going to dial up in terms of X's and O's, we just didn't have the players to execute any of it. It just didn't matter. And now just transitioning to the offensive side of the ball a little bit. You know, that group didn't perform all that well either. What was their excuse? Now, I know Jalen Knox didn't play, and he's an important player. I I understand all of that, but there really wasn't the, the type of depth excuses that the defense had. I'm willing to give the defense a total pass for yesterday, quite honestly. But the offense, and especially Connor Bazelak, They definitely don't get a pass. You know, I understand that Connor, frankly, looked a little bit banged up in the Georgia game. He may have even been slightly concussed, for all I know. I'm not sure what his excuse was in this Mississippi State game, because he may have looked a little bit banged up in this game as well, but to me, his decision-making was the problem. It wasn't so much him physically. I mean, towards the end of the game there, he was throwing the ball up for grabs to the point where I, with about five and a half minutes left, I was ready for Brady Cook. I really was, especially considering the game was over anyway. I just wanted to see something else. It just seemed like Connor had lost confidence to the point where I'm not sure that him playing anymore was actually helpful. But hey, he threw two touchdown passes. Huh? You guys happy now? You guys were wanting the touchdown passes? Are you now are you now satiated? Because frankly, I liked it better when he was throwing no picks. That's what I liked. Also, Basilak missed Barrett Bannister on a wide open deep ball on third and long. 
in the first quarter. He just hasn't been that good on on the deep passes really since since he hit Toski Dove on the flea flicker against LSU. I can't remember a lot of great deep passes for Basilac, quite honestly. I think the pretty sure the numbers bear that out. So it's not just me imagining that. So, you know, that would have been a huge, huge moment there. Now that I'm remembering, he did throw a perfect deep ball to Jalen Knox against Florida that was dropped, unfortunately. But again, I just think for the most part, Bazelak got to get a little bit more accurate on those throws down the field. He definitely just overthrew Bannister that probably would have been a touchdown or certainly a 50-60 yard gain and a first down for the Tigers. And I do want to talk more about this Tiger football game, of course, including a very, very interesting signal choice by Mr. Eli Drinkwitz there in the fourth quarter. But first, I got to tell you about my friends at Built Bar because, well, they want me to let you guys know that this product is even more delicious than before. These bars are soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and the six new flavors, well, that makes it even better than before. Especially, you got to love the cherry barcia. Am I right? Come on. That kind of that kind of writing deserves to be singled out. And these built bars are great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The built bar is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I haven't brought up professional wrestling in any capacity on this show for a long time. And obviously, if you know me, that disappoints me a great deal. But fortunately, Eli Drinkwitz gave me a reason. Because how about that signal in the fourth quarter for the quarterback sneak? Who knew that Eli Drinkwitz was a huge Degeneration X possibly even an X-Pac fan, the rapid-fire crotch chops. What in the world was that? Oh, Eli, I thought you were a, I thought you were a good, nice Christian boy. That was uh, possibly X-rated there. That was a bizarre moment. But yes, if you, if you don't know what a crotch chop is, I'm not going to describe it for you. It's probably exactly what you're thinking, but feel free to Google that. If you're uninitiated, but apparently that's his signal for a quarterback sneak. That's all I know. Not to blow Missouri signals for the bowl game, but uh, that was a tough one not to notice. And you know what? There's no real cute transition away from that particular topic. So allow me to just clumsily move along to another topic. I'd actually like to talk about the presentation of the broadcast last night for a second. Listen. It's been a weird season. There's so much football and just sports inventory on right now. Missouri has unfortunately been pushed to the SEC alternate channel a lot. And so that means we don't exactly get the best cream of the crop of the announcers. 
I get that part. I can accept that part. Here's what I can't accept. I can't accept the announcers talking about Texas A&M for the entire football game. That was absurd. Guys, the only people who are watching the Missouri-Mississippi State game are, in fact, Missouri and Mississippi State fans. We don't care about the national narrative right now. We don't care about the college football playoff at this moment. There will be plenty of time to discuss that. By all means, discuss it at a halftime, if you would like. They just kept coming back to the that topic over and over and over again and just beating it to death. I was driven a little bit insane. I was like, can we please – there were new guys out on the field for Missouri on defense that I had not seen all season. I was going, who is number 10? He's made two tackles in a row. Please call his name out. That is the point of broadcasting. Ugh. Anyway, so that that was there's my rant on the broadcast from last night and you know what on the positive side I will say I thought Don Davenport the so- sideline reporter for the game I thought she had a nice take at the end there just saying that you know we should give a just a tip of the cap to these student athletes all they've been through this season all this isolation and nonsense and getting getting swabs shoved up their nose every other week and all this other nonsense just basically to for our own entertainment essentially and honestly i totally agree with that spirit miss davenport couldn't agree more thank you to all the missouri tigers all the guys on the other team thank you for giving me some content quite honestly because you know what this summer Got a little bit uh, thin in terms of content. I'm sure you noticed. I was having to stretch quite a bit for stuff. It's a lot more fun when you have games actually happening. So thank you to everybody who helped make that possible in this season. Because quite honestly, while this Missouri season has... The last two games have ended on a, a bit of a sour note here, especially this Mississippi State game. Overall, a 5-5 five and five season... Missouri likely heading to a bowl here. Certainly they're bowl eligible. Certainly they're it's sounding like they're gonna to go to the Outback Bowl, as I say, as I speak into this microphone here on Sunday morning. So really a fantastic opening season for any under any circumstances, but especially considering the extremely odd circumstances of twenty twenty. And also just a quick shout out to the people of Starkville. Now I've never been to Starkville, but I will say I, I do enjoy the fact that they they embraced the Stark Vegas nickname. I don't know why that I really enjoy that. I love when people take some, what's supposed to be an insult and then they flip it on you and actually embrace it and make it part of their brand. I mean, now they're selling T-shirts based on Stark Vegas. So good for you. That's a good lesson, I think, for all of us. If somebody's trying to to put one over on you, you don't have to sell it. And in fact. Not only do you not have to sell it, you can use their own momentum against them. Use some judo, if you will. Flip that move around and use it to your advantage. So good on you, people of Starkville, for embracing what was originally an insult. But anyway, with all that being said, I will see you guys next time right here on Locked on Mizzou. Mizzou.